The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. Lord, I have loved the habitation of thy house and the place where thine honor dwelleth. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom then shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom then shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, come upon me to eat my flesh, they stumble and fell. Though an host of men were laid against me, yet shall not my heart be afraid. And though there rose up war against me, yet will I put my trust in him. One thing have I desired of the Lord, which I will require, even that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the fair beauty of the Lord and to visit his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his tabernacle. Yea, in the secret place of his dwelling shall he hide me and set me up upon a rock of stone. And now shall he lift up my head above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his dwelling an oblation with great gladness. I will sing and speak praises unto the Lord. Hearken unto my voice, O Lord, when I cry unto thee. Have mercy upon me and hear me. My heart hath talked of thee. Seek ye my face. Thy face, Lord, will I seek. O hide not thy face from me, nor cast thy servant away in displeasure. Thou hast been my succor. Leave me not, neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, the Lord taketh me up. Teach me thy way, O Lord, 
and lead me in the right way because of mine enemies. Deliver me not over unto the will of mine adversaries, for there are false witnesses risen up against me, and such as speak wrong. I should utterly have fainted, but that I believe verily to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. O tarry thou the Lord's leisure, be strong, and he shall comfort thine heart, and put thou thy trust in the Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 36th verse of the fourth chapter of the first book of Maccabees. Then Judas and his brothers said, See, our enemies are crushed. Let us go up to cleanse the sanctuary and dedicate it. So all the army assembled and went up to Mount Zion. There they saw the sanctuary desolate, the altar profaned, and the gates burned. In the courts they saw bushes sprung up as in a thicket, or as on one of the mountains. They saw also the chambers of the priests in ruins. Then they tore their clothes and mourned with great lamentation. They sprinkled themselves with ashes and fell face down on the ground. And when the signal was given with the trumpets, they cried out to heaven. Then Judas detailed men to fight against those in the citadel until he had cleansed the sanctuary. He chose blameless priests devoted to the law, and they cleansed the sanctuary and removed the defiled stones to an unclean place. They deliberated what to do about the altar of burnt offering, which had been profaned, and they thought it best to tear it down so that it would not be a lasting shame to them that the Gentiles had defiled it. So they tore down the altar and stored the stones in a convenient place on the temple hill until a prophet should come to tell what to do with them. Then they took unhewn stones, as the law directs, and built a new altar like the former one. They also rebuilt the sanctuary and the interior of the temple and consecrated the courts. They made new holy vessels and brought the lampstand, the altar of incense, and the table into the temple. Then they offered incense on the altar and lit the lamps on the lampstand, and these gave light in the temple. They placed the bread on the table and hung up the curtains. Thus they finished all the work they had undertaken. Here ends the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath holpen his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 24th verse of the 18th chapter of the book of Acts. Now a certain Jew named Apollos, born at Alexandria, an eloquent man and mighty in the scriptures, came to Ephesus. This man had been instructed in the way of the Lord, and being fervent in spirit, he spoke and taught accurately the things of the Lord, 
though he knew only the baptism of John. So he began to speak boldly in the synagogue. When Aquila and Priscilla heard him, they took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately. And when he desired to cross to Achaia, the brethren wrote, exhorting the disciples to receive him. And when he arrived, he greatly helped those who had believed through grace, for he vigorously refuted the Jews publicly, showing from the scriptures that Jesus is the Christ. And it happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus and finding some disciples, he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said to him, we have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. And he said to them, into what were you baptized? So they said, into John's baptism. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with a baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Now the men were about 12 in all. Here ends the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that make us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Grant, O Lord, we beseech thee, that the course of this world may be so peaceably ordered by thy governance, that thy church may joyfully serve thee in all godly quietness. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed. Give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, 
for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. We start off tonight in Psalm 27, which is a psalm of um, supplication, which is fairly common in the Psalter, but also um, a psalm that uh, exhibits, like other psalms, a kind of a particular zeal for the temple um, in Jerusalem um, as, as its setting. And so the psalmist uh, is engages in, the suppl- uh, in a supplication um, of rescue, which is a subgenre of the psalms. Um, and typically that has to do with deliverance, a prayer of deliverance from one's enemies. They're a recurring um, figure in this psalm. Um, and yet in the presence of those enemies, there is a reordering and a reorientation of perspective, not to dwell on the actions or the or the intentions of those enemies, but rather on the Lord um, who is at the center and is and the, and the setting of this encounter is of course the temple court um, and the the, the sort of the, the prevailing peace that the psalmist expresses um, while still being sort of, sort of surrounded on all sides by those who are watching for an opportunity to strike at the psalmist um, and yet feeling secure uh, because uh, ultimately it is God who upholds him and this um, encounter that he's having in the temple is the the occasion of that, the, the, the setting of that. And and so there's a there's uh, an unusual amount of detail given to the temple court. The poetic imagery of the psalm progresses through different um, key components of the temple's construction and architecture and um, and sort of furnishings as a way of um, sort of becoming this sort of symbolic entry point into a communion with God and some of some attribute of God. Um, and then finally, at last, um, the psalmist. Um, Sort of casting forth his heart, a, a, a prayer of the heart's desire, which is uh, the, the, to seek the face of the Lord. And what we recall, of course, um, that this was something that was even forbidden the great prophet Moses, um, who um, who asked to see the face of God and was permitted to see the back of God on the holy mountain. And so, uh, as the psalmist, uh, you know, you know, comes into this encounter with God, he's he's he, reaches this point where he says, I would, if only I could see your face, like that would be the, the all that would be the, the, the culmination of all of this. This meditation would would sort of reach its zenith, reach its uh, consummation in seeing your face. And yet that is something that uh, does not happen in the psalm and it doesn't happen um, for Moses even. So it's left as a kind of hanging um, desire by the end. As we move into Maccabees, that same um, contrast is on display in the um, in the sudden shift of perspective we see in Judas Maccabeus, um, the, you know, up until this point, this, the, you know, the guy whose name is the hammer of Judah, uh, you know, has been dishing it out to their enemies and the ones that had occupied and profaned the holy temple. Uh, and um, in seeing it in its desperate condition, breaks off his own campaign um, and, and immediately reprioritizes his actions around the restoration and rede- rededication of the temple and appoints guys to go out and slaughter the enemy while he dedicates himself to this uh, particular work, gathering faithful priests and, re- and, sort of, uh, and reconstituting and rededicating the temple again. Um, and the re- that being, um, that being the, the central and top priority for him as in, in this ongoing campaign to drive out the enemy. It reflects the piety of the Psalms um, that the zeal for the house of the Lord and zeal for God, whose house is is the temple, um, that being the central thing that without which um, all temporary victory in the city and in the and in the in the, in the land 
is is held provisionally and is really unstable without that central um, sort of righteousness that can only be attained in faithful you know faithfulness to the covenant and faithful faithful service to God. Um, but, and, but then there's also this kind of um, uh, this desire that's left hanging at the end of it. The the temple that had been profaned has been reconstituted. Uh, through the efforts of everybody here after after you know some it's been liberated from the enemy's hands but at the same time um, we don't have any indication that um, even though it has been restored to functional capacity it ever uh, sort of attains again that um, that luster that it once had it, it is always has this kind of asterisk next to it of having been um, profaned by the gentiles and also it, it continuing to be this kind of post-captivity um, you know, awkward space of the temple where it, it does not have the, you know, and the, the evident consecration of the Holy Spirit, the descent of the glory of God upon it, as in the days of Solomon, as in the days of the tabernacle in the wilderness. So there's kind of this, something's left undone there. Even though this is, uh, much has been restored, there's still something that is, that is somewhat missing there. We see the culmination of that, of course, in the lesson from Acts, where we see uh, through the uh, biography of Apollos, um, really a recapitulation of the whole of Israel's history, really. This faithful Jewish man comes to the, you know, comes to hear of Jesus Christ and becomes persuaded of him as the Messiah of his people, is then educated in the, in the, um, educated into the character of this Messiah by Priscilla and Aquila, and then receives the laying on of hands by Paul, the descent of the Holy Spirit. What we're meant to see in this, what Paul would have seen in this is, this is um, this is the re-pristinizing of the temple. This is the real reconstituting of the temple of God. The glory of God has come to dwell among the church, among the members of the church, both individually and communally. And so the restoration of the temple, the long-awaited uh, descent of the glory of God again, has now come through the apostles' hands and is and is this thing called the church. And so what was left a little bit undone in the psalm was a little bit undone in Maccabees has been fulfilled in this chapter from Acts. And so it's a reminder to us that through baptism, through confirmation, through uh, through Holy Eucharist, we become the place uh, where God is fit to, sees fit to dwell. We become the meeting place of God that uh, is intended to go the, to go out into the world and that, uh, that, that has this kind of outward orientation that in and among the church and its members, God is is dwelling, is actively dwelling in this world, and it becomes the place that, um, you know, sort of issues forth a welcome to come and encounter that God. Um, and for us who are a part of it, it reminds us of the awesome privilege of that and calls us back to that tonight. So we give great thanks for that. As it is Wednesday, we'll turn to our litany for the church and evangelism. And this evening we offer the litany um, to the glory of God and with uh, intention for the mission and ministry of our church and with those and among, and among those with whom we're doing ministry. We pray for our, a renewal of heart in the Holy Spirit that God would make clean our hearts within us and not take and take not his Holy Spirit from us. O God, the Father, creator of heaven and earth. Have mercy upon us. O God, the Son, Redeemer of the world. Have mercy upon us. O God, the Holy Spirit, Sanctifier of the faithful. Have mercy upon us. O Holy, Blessed, and Glorious Trinity, one God. Have mercy upon us. We sinners do beseech thee to hear us, O Lord God, and that it may please thee to rule and govern thy holy church universal in the right way. 
We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee so to rule the hearts of thy servants, the President of the United States, the Governor of this state, and all in authority, that they may above all things seek thy honor and glory. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to illuminate all bishops, priests, and deacons with true knowledge and understanding of thy word, and that both by their preaching and living they may set it forth and show it accordingly. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to send forth laborers into thy harvest. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to give to all thy people increase of grace to hear meekly thy word, and to receive it with pure affection, and to bring forth the fruits of the Spirit. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to comfort and relieve all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to forgive our enemies, persecutors, and slanderers, and to turn their hearts. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to give us true repentance, to forgive us all our sins, negligences, and ignorances, and to endue us with the grace of thy Holy Spirit to amend our lives according to thy holy word. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to have mercy on the faithful departed. Granting them an entrance into the land of light and joy in the fellowship of thy saints. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. We sinners do beseech thee to hear us, O Lord God, and that it may please thee to fill us with the gifts of the Holy Spirit for the work of ministry and the building up of the body of Christ. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to give us power through the Holy Spirit to be thy witnesses in word and deed in our homes, work, and leisure. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to convert hearts through our ministry and add continually to our number those who are being saved. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to bless our ministry of word and sacrament opening minds to understand the scriptures and making thyself known in the breaking of the bread. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to make us ready always to give an answer to anyone who asks the reason for the hope that is within us. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to put it into our hearts to seek out and find thy lost sheep and bring them back into thy fold. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord that it may please thee to fill us with such love for one another that all may perceive in our midst the presence of Christ and be drawn into his holy fellowship and service. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. Almighty and everlasting God, who didst endue thy church with power from on high on the day of Pentecost, pour out thy Holy Spirit upon this parish and grant unto us all things that are needful for our spiritual welfare. Enlighten and guide our clergy and lay workers strengthen and increase the faithful, visit and relieve the sick, turn and soften the wicked, rouse the negligent and careless, recover the fallen, restore the penitent, remove all hindrances to the advancement of thy truth, bring all to be of one heart and mind within the fold of thy holy church, to the honor and glory of thy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. 
Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining in tonight. Thanks to Barbara and Aaliyah, my co-leaders tonight. Hope you all have a wonderful evening. Thank you, Father Hayden. Thank Bye -bye. you. Yeah. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Have a good evening.